You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, happy Black Friday and greetings to everyone from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It is Friday, November the 24th, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us this morning, as usual, is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Great to be here, man. Always fun to get caught up, my friend. I don't know where the time goes. And speaking of that, I don't know where the year went. We are now into the holiday season officially, and uh, everyone should know they get their perfect gifts for their loved ones via the Sprott Money 2017 Holiday Catalog. Cyber Monday is Monday, Eric. So everybody should check out uh, the Sprott Money Holiday Catalog at SprottMoney.com. Eric, we are wrapping up uh, a week, of kind of holiday shortened week with a shortened session here on Friday. Uh, it looks like we are going to finish the week on an up note, but of course we've got contract and option expiration next week on the COMEX. That always makes things rather dicey. How do you think things look at this point? Sure. Well, uh, it's, it, our listeners wouldn't know that you and I spoke uh, midweek on some developments in the uh, commodity markets and specifically the use of what are called EFPs, exchange for physical, where somebody takes a contract on the COMEX and it's it's due to expire, but then instead of expiring and taking physical, you say, well, I'll go take the physical over in London. And these are not insignificant numbers of uh, contracts, uh, and there's been quite a number of them issued here in November, at the same time that there's a very large open interest for, for the December contract, which expires on November 30th. So between the EFPs and the outstanding uh, open interest, I mean, it just smells like there's some fireworks going on behind the scenes in the physical market. And uh, one of the reasons I kind of go to it when I looked at the action last Friday when I think gold was up something like $16 from nowhere, I'm thinking, what the hang is going on here? I'm not getting this. You know, it's all of a sudden gold is strong on a Friday. And then you sort of start looking at the makeup of the cot and these EFPs, and, you sort of, and then you start getting it. Of course, it got whacked on Monday, but then came back Tuesday. They came back Wednesday, closed Friday. Uh, today, we're kind of neutral so far. Um, but uh, it looks to me like the structure of the COMEX, both in silver and in gold, where there's EFPs in both products, by the way, both the expiries, um, there, there looks like there might be a physical tightness there. Uh, there's lots of reasons for there to be a physical tightness, by the way, uh, whether it's just ongoing buying, for example, by the... Uh, by the Russians and, and the people in Asia, or uh, whether it's, you know, maybe the pe- people in Germany who have been huge buyers of gold, all of a sudden there's a little geopolitical stuff going on there, and maybe they've, you know, picked up their buying. But there are lots of reasons for people to own gold here. Every time one of these currencies crashes, whether it's in Zimbabwe or Venezuela, you, say, well, you know, why the hang didn't you have your money in gold? You know, why would you own a paper currency, for God's sake? Um, and as I look at the, even the U.S. currency, which is a paper currency, and I see it's sort of tanking again here because I think the economic data isn't really good. Uh, and we could go into some of those things, you know, whether it's the yield curve telling us uh, that things aren't going to get better, or uh, I think the PMIs today were weak, durable goods were weak. Uh, and, of course, we all know my, my opinion of the economy is being held together by a thread here. Uh, all of which is being supplied by these central banks and the government. And once they step away, it's it's going to be uh, very difficult to get any growth. So um, I think it's uh, things are shaping up in the gold market here, and uh, there's probably a couple of other things we should be chatting about. 
You know, Eric, I wonder, too, the last couple of years we've had a rate hike in December, and yep. prices fell up until that rate hike and then rallied into the end of December and into January and February. And I wonder how much that of that's starting to get front run, and not only in gold and silver. But I mean, you, you mentioned the yield curve getting flat and yeah. a bond market actually rallying on the long end with rates yep. falling. But gosh, the, the move in the dollar this week has been remarkable, and it, I wonder yeah. what that might be foreshadowing if perhaps maybe we'll sure. get a rally of the metals into the year end. Well, I, I would think that um, there shouldn't be too much front-running of a rate increase anymore because most people know it's BS that gold goes down uh, with a rate increase. In fact, as you pointed out, the last two rate increases, it goes up kind of sharply. So I, I'm not so sure that anybody would be so silly as to suggest, oh, we're going to have a rate increase, therefore you've got to sell gold because the, the exact opposite happened. And, of course, there have been many times that rates have gone up many times that gold has, of course, rallied. So there's no... That's just something uh, for the media to to put out there to put a false sense of uh, reality with people because it, there is no relationship between those two things. And I think the yield curve is speaking loud and clear here, and then the um, the fact that the long rates just won't go anywhere. I mean, it's all telling you that there's not much uh, GDP growth. The the PMI numbers that came out uh, this morning. We're sort of indicating, well, we might get GDP growth of 2% if we're lucky. Well, here we go again, or, you know, 2% growth. I mean, what do you do with that? That's hard to imagine the earnings keep going up 10 or 15% a year when the GDP is expanding at 2 So, um, uh, anyway, the, the dollar's uh, not helping. I, do, I don't know that there's – I would be anticipating people buying uh, – selling in front of this rate increase. I kind of – probably like you, I, come on, bring it on, let's go because uh, gold will turn around here, then we might have a bit of an open playing field, because I think sort of the dot thing they talk about, the number of rate increases seems to for 18 seems to be diminishing over time here. So I think it's going to open up a pretty good playing field for us. You know, it, we are now close to the end of the year, and the metals have well, had a pretty I'm, decent year. Gold's up maybe 12% year-to-date. Silver, a little more than half of that. And the shares are just slightly above uh, unchanged for the year, which is... Uh, rather frustrating for some, but also at the same time, at least we're well off those lows from a couple of years ago. One of the hot sectors of the mining uh, a mining sector has been what's been going on down in Australia. I know you're intimately familiar with that. There's some news this morning. just wanted to see if you could uh, maybe address uh, what you've sure. seen down there. Yeah. Well, basically, uh, uh, what, what Novo was trying to do was use a wide diameter uh, drill uh, so that they could – uh, encounter uh, nuggets over uh, uh, enough of a distance of drilling uh, that you wouldn't get zeros and then three ounces and then zeros and two ounces. And uh, that uh, 17 and a half diameter drill just was not working. And of course, you've got stuff that's mixing in with it. You can just imagine try, trying to get a good sample. It's tough yeah. enough to get a drill core that's, you know, two and a half inches wide, let alone something that's. 17 and a half inches wide, and stays competent. So they just found that because of the conditions there and the, the, the shape of the conglomerate that this was not going to work, so they announced that today. The stock weakened off considerably. It's come back some here uh, uh, post-opening, but, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. It's not working. They're going to have to look at other ways to, uh, to give a reasonable sample of what the grade is like. Uh, they're talking about uh, doing trenches now. So let's hope that uh, we can get some samples off to the um, 
off to the assay labs and get something out uh, as close to Christmas or a little after it as, as possible here. And what do you think of the action this year in general, Eric? If you could kind of sum up, sum up what you've seen in the sector. I mean, do you think we are poised for to have a pretty good 2018? Do you think there's going to be some M&A activity within the sector perking it up? I mean, is it just simply undervalued and maybe we'll get asset allocators uh, moving funds into the sector? I mean, how do you feel about the sector in general as we look forward into sure. the next year? Well, I think uh, one of the key things is we, uh, we're getting some big names looking at buying gold, okay? And if they start buying gold, uh, you know, they're going to come around to gold stocks, okay? I mean, the one should follow the other. And as you pointed out, gold and silver have acted okay this year, particularly gold. Stocks have done nothing. Um, but, you know, within that, there's been some tremendous investments in the precious metals area, uh, whereas some of the, I think, the bigger companies that are a lot more cumbersome and had to repair their balance sheets have, have underperformed here, whereas the you know the spunkier guys have uh, have done well. So I think there's been opportunity for people to to uh, prosper in the market. Uh, I think if we get a sustained rally, you know, if we imagine 18, we get another 12 percent. Well, that would be uh, I'm sure there'd be some serious action going on in the uh, in the general gold stock area, and and we'd get back to those situations where you typically outperform the price of gold by a factor of at least two or three. So if we went up 12%, you could, I think you could honestly see the uh, stocks going up something like 36%, which is not unreasonable because that whole 12% gain is just profit. So it would have a very dramatic effect on the bottom line. So uh, it's been, it, you know, for some people it's been a great year. For others it's not been a great year. Uh, for gold and silver, it's been okay. It's not over yet. Normally, we sort of start rallying in around here, and particularly the gold stocks tend to start rallying mid-December. So I'm uh, I'm pretty hopeful for what should happen going forward. And what do you make of tax loss selling? There's been a lot of talk about that recently, too, how the tax loss yeah. selling usually is over with before Christmas, actually, in Canada. Sure. Is that something you usually keep well, track of as well? Well, yeah, it's going to come into play, and it, I'd say particularly come into play when most other things have done well, right? So you, you can't be selling your uh, your FANG stocks and getting a tax loss. You're going to have a gain, so you're not going to sell. Uh, whereas some of the gold stocks, you are going to sell just to take the tax loss. So I would guess that that comes into play here. Uh, we're on a, uh, what are we, two-day two settlement now. So uh, there, it, it, the tax loss selling will happen right up to, you know, pretty close to the last few trading days. Uh, typically, it peaks out a little before that, so sometime around Christmas time, uh, we may see, you know, the end of it. The, the losses, I don't think, are extremely huge, so there's not that much on the table for most people from a from a tax point of view. Uh, but it does occur every year, so I'm sure we'll see a bit of that going forward. And normally, it creates a great opportunity to buy things. Well, we certainly have a lot to look forward to in the next couple of weeks. We've got those uh, options and contract expirations next week. We get the employment report will come up a week or actually two weeks from today. And we've got that FOMC meeting coming up as well. Uh, gosh, we've got a lot of action left before we can get this year over with, Eric. So we're going to have to keep talking and see where we go from here. <laughs> well, I, I think it's uh, we're, we're shaping up pretty good here. Uh, we, of course, we're going to keep our eye on that whole the commitment of traders and what's going on in the comics, because that's about the most intriguing thing that maybe, you know, we will find that a shortage does manifest itself. And, of course, that's what we've always been looking for. So we'll keep our eyes glued on that and uh, hopefully have a great week. 
Let's hope so. And again, remind everybody, it is Black Friday, which means Monday is Cyber Monday. Time to stop by SproutMoney.com to pick up some gifts for your loved ones. Give them some precious metal this year. Make them happy. Give them something, the gift that keeps on giving the whole year, Eric. Hey, more than the whole year, forever. That's right. That's right. All right. Hey, thank you, Eric, for your time. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great weekend.